You were made to count. You were created to have an impact on this world, but that is not an easy thing. And there are barriers and there are obstacles and there are difficulties and life is not easy. So I want to talk to you today about resilience as you seek to make your life count. I want to invite you for a moment to think directly about a challenge or a difficulty or a barrier or an obstacle in your life. If you're like me, very often, especially when life feels like maybe it could be manageable, I will find myself not wanting to think about those things, not wanting to face them directly, pretending as though they do not exist. So I want you to actually deliberately right now, in the presence of God, in this moment, allow yourself to think directly about something that has occupied or preoccupied or worried you. Now, I want to take you back to an event that happened a long time ago. My friend Jack Levison was reminding me he's written about a teacher that we both had profoundly influential in our lives. His name was Jerry Hawthorne, and he was a middle-aged New Testament Greek professor at Wheaton College. The first class that you would have for him, he would walk in always with a three-piece suit. He had red hair. We eventually called him Megas Rodas, which is Greek for big red. We thought that was very funny, but when you're that kind of student, a sense of humor is not your primary asset. And uh, uh, he wrote some Greek words on the board, which, of course, none of us could understand. Asked if anybody knew. Nobody did. And then he said it was from the Bible, from the New Testament, from Paul, a verse that's out of his letter to the church at Philippi, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. He asked, anybody know what that was? And this was Wheaton College, Jack writes, so there were always people that did. And the usual translation of it was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then Jerry, in this very impactful way that he had, that was both shy and challenging and probing, cautious because he always wanted to build people up and not tear them down and yet incisive because he wanted people to think the best that they could think to use their minds in ways that sometimes faith or spirituality wrongly understood gets in the way of and he would say can you really do that can you can you pass a chemistry exam without studying for it through the strength or can you run a mile without training for it and then he talked about translation and about uh, how we understand words and what's the nature of translation and about how in this particular chapter, Paul had been saying to the church at Philippi, uh, I want to thank you for your gift. Not that I write out of need or expectation or entitlement, for I have learned the secret of being content. Jerry didn't talk about it on that point, but Paul uses a really interesting word at our case. And it was a big word for the Stoics. It, it had to do with self-sufficiency. And for the Stoics, self-sufficiency is maybe the ultimate value, the ultimate good. They believed in lots of things that uh, Christians also wanted to work towards, courage and wisdom and justice. But maybe at the core of a Stoic worldview was the idea that I should focus only on that which I can control. And I can't control the world around me. I can control the world within me. And so I will try to live a serene and undisturbed existence. So to be self-sufficient was an ultimate pursuit. Paul only uses this word one time, I think, in the New Testament. 
And it's because self-sufficiency for the follower of Jesus is not the ultimate value. Um, having a serene inner emotional experience is not the ultimate good. We are in a world that is made by God and loved by God, and we were made to depend on God. And that doesn't mean that life becomes easier. It actually means that part of what we sign up for is the experience of hardship, that there will be times that we are called to offer ourselves in really difficult situations that, that torment us that pricket our minds and our emotions, that we have a value of love that can involve self-sacrifice and giving that is greater even than self-sufficiency. So that's the word that Paul uses for the only time. I've learned the secret of being content, sufficient, only it's not self, it's not sufficient, it's not self-sufficient. And he talks about, I, I have been in great want and I have been in plenty. I have been hungry, starving. I have been well-fed. I can face all things, Jerry said. Not I can do anything. Effort, training, learning, struggle. That is our lot. That's not opposed to trusting God. Those are things that we're able to in partnership with God precisely because we do trust Him. But what Paul says, what I've learned is I can face anything, whatever it is that life throws at me, whatever gets in my way whatever difficulties bumps, I can face it. I can endure it, but not because I'm so strong, not because I'm so great, not because I'm so wise, not because I'm so courageous. I have this friend and his name is Jesus and he is with me. So that's the invitation for me today and for you today. When I have moments where I feel deeply sad or deeply troubled or deeply worried, while I retreat, Will I withdraw into a shell? Will I crawl back into bed? No, I will not. I will face it as best I can, even though it disturbs my self-sufficiency and troubles my emotions. I will do it because I have this friend Jesus and I'm trusting him. Kate Bowler is this remarkable writer, scholar, who is a student of the prosperity gospel, the idea that if you just trust God enough, you will have health and wealth and external circumstances will go great for you. And she was both a student of that and someone who is diagnosed with stage four cancer. And this is what she writes in her book, Everything Happens for a Reason. St. Teresa of Avila once said, we can only learn to know ourselves and do what we can namely surrender our will and fulfill God's will in us. For Christians, not of the prosperity gospel persuasion, surrender is a virtue, not self-sufficiency, surrender to the will of God. The writings of the saints are full of commands to let go and submit yourself to what seems to be the will of the Almighty. All of American culture and pop psychology scream against that. Never give up on your dreams. Just keep knocking. That door is about to open. Think positively. Self-improvement guaranteed. The entire motivational speaking industry rests on the assumption you can have what you want. You can be what you want. Just do it. 
When prosperity believers live out their daily struggles with smiles on their faces, sometimes I want to applaud. They confront the impossible and joyfully insist God will make a way. They obediently put miracle oil on their failing bodies. They give large offerings to the church and expect great things. They stubbornly get out of their hospital beds and declare themselves healed. And every now and then it works. And then she writes this, they are addicted to self-rule and so am I. Control, she says, is a drug, and we are all hooked. And it is hard to acknowledge my choice is surrender, but to surrender is not to be passive. To surrender is not to be apathetic. To surrender is not to give up or avoid or escape. To surrender is to stand with Paul in a prison in chains, in difficulties, in persecution, with your reputation in shreds, with a family that didn't turn out anywhere like what you had wanted or hoped, with disappointment in circumstances, and to say, I can face it. I can endure this day because I walk together with Jesus, not because I am self-sufficient. So take a moment right now what is it that would weigh on your mind and press down on your heart? Somebody that you love that's going a direction that's really difficult for you. A dream that has not been fulfilled. Hopes for your work that seem to be dashed. A betrayal. A failure. Look directly at it. Don't look away. Don't try to escape. And then remember, Jesus is with you. There is a cross at the heart of history, and that cross tells us that we follow a God that faces the worst directly, that takes it on himself, and then will bring good out of it, will ultimately redeem it. That's resilience. You can face it today. God, your will be done. Now show me what to do. Help me not to run and hide. I can face anything with my friend. I love you. See you next time. Thanks for joining us here at becomenew.me. If you'd like to receive the daily emails that go along with each video, let us know at becomenew.me at gmail.com. Or if you want prayer, you can text us at 855-888-0444.